This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Levin. And I'm Petro. This week we're talking about you guys. Uh, more importantly, your questions that you asked us when we asked you to ask us questions. You can find links uh, for this episode at Double Exposure Show. Uh, sorry, Double Exposure dot Show mm-hmm. slash sixty six zero. Yeah, that's that's interesting. How come I'm always screwing it up? I don't <laughs> it's know. Either the either the link or yeah, interesting. I'm gonna blame it on Halloween candy or whatever's <laughs> left over. I had the littlest morsel to this morning that like found in the bottom of a bowl, and I'm bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we uh, we asked some questions and uh, a lot of you had come forward and uh, answered them by asking questions <laughs> and uh, we're going to get to them in just a moment, uh, but uh, what's new, Sophia? Hmm, I had an interesting experience the other day. Um, Did it involve baseball? No, hmm, I haven't I'm played lying. baseball since we last recorded, I think. That might not Weird. be true. I played last weekend, I'm lying. <laughs> um, but... A few years ago, well, two years ago, I think Christmas of 2015, Okay. one of my friends slash relatives bought a gift certificate for his family for Christmas for photos. And somehow they managed to put it off an entire year. And normally I have my gift certificates expire mm-hmm. after a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're family. So I said, well, I'll put you on a waiting list. And then when I have like openings, then I'll, we'll, we'll do your photo session. Makes sense. <clears throat> so we tried to book in a couple times. It rained once and there was a pregnancy. So they were waiting for the baby to be born. <laughs> and then, um, the, it just got put off and put off and put off and put off. And I was just gearing up to send them a message because I have some availability in December. Um, to, I was gearing up to send them a message with dates for December. And the gift certificate holder, her husband passed away. Oh. Yeah, last week. So my parents and I went to the visitation on Monday. And we're standing in the line, and before we get up to see them, I say, don't say anything about the photos. Uh They probably feel bad enough. Well, the first person I talked to leans over and says, the first thing I thought was we never got a photo. And then the second person I talked to, we never got that photo. And then his wife, we never got the photo. And every time I'm just like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything about that now. You couldn't see this coming. So 
we'll deal with it later. So obviously I have ideas of how to deal with this. We were already dealing with, there was uh, one of their kids had passed away years ago. So we were already finding ways to include that person in their photos without that person actually being there. And of course they're always joking around about, well, can we like Photoshop them in? No, I'm not Photoshopping them in, but we can include some sort of essence of them Mm-hmm. Like something they enjoy, shoot in a location that they loved or include, um, he played piano, yeah. so include a piano in it. Or um, <clears throat> another option is to take photos, like old photos of those people, and then do like a framed panel or a canvas panel or whatever, have them printed to match as a unit. Yeah. Um, and then you have a photo of the family as they are now and then the people who have passed away as well. So I have these ideas for how to deal with this, but I just feel so bad. And that's the third family this year that has had, Mm. has lost someone. Like my third set of clients this year who have lost someone around the time of their photos. Um, Thankfully, the, the first two, not thankfully, but I had just photographed them and then they lost someone. This time it was backwards, but yeah. What's the moral of the story here? Get your freaking photos done. No kidding. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm telling photographers and everyone listening to this is probably like, yeah, I agree. Like, don't put it off because this shit will happen. How do you, how do you tell people that? Mm, How do you, how do you tell them? Like, do I use this as a horror story? Because I could now. I could say, like, I have seen my clients lose family members before their photo session. Like, do, is that inappropriate? It's good. It's not that it's inappropriate per se. It's just that it's it's not going to make people hurry up from my experience. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think I'm it a, does either. Uh, one thing that I, when I got into photography... Um, was after the last time I was back home in Ukraine. And one thing I really wanted to do is go back to Ukraine and take photos of my grandparents because they didn't have amazing photos. They just had like little four by sixes that, you know, people took with their disposable cameras. And I thought it'd be amazing to take like really awesome portraits of my grandfather sitting on the bench outside, which is like one of his favorite things to do, just kind of like hang out with grandma and like eat apricots. It was, it was and then he would sing like, like it was a, it was a great time. Those are some of my best memories as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'll do it next time I go, you know, next time I go to Ukraine, I'll do it and I'll bring my gear. And I like, I would plan it out every few months. And then he passed away and yep. I thought, okay, well definitely should do it before grandma uh, goes. And yeah, same thing. Grandma passed away too shortly after. Yeah. So, to me, that like, if they were in <coughs> Canada, if they were reachable, if they were like even two, three hours away, I would feel horrible, 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 horrible. I mean, I already mm-hmm. feel bad because I could have, I feel like I could have taken a little bit of more uh, initiative and, you know, put a little bit more effort into it to actually do this. Um, and I didn't, you know, but this happens all the time. Um, I always <coughs> say... Uh, this about uh, 
backing up files. I always say there's people yeah. who lost files and there's people who will. Mm-hmm. Well, you can apply the same thing to relatives. It's unfortunate, but yeah, this is why you and I have a very important job because uh, we're not just in business to make money. We're we're kind of in business to help people catalog their lives and help remember, you know, pass on legacies and all kinds of things like that. And mm-hmm. um, that's why it's not always so important like when people when people ask me they're like oh what do you think about this new photographer or what do you think about these family photos i i literally always say i'm like well at least they're having photos done like (laughs) to to these people these photos are better than good enough i don't need to sit here and judge the photographer and put them down that's something that i've never really done um the other thing about that i find is that if if people are hiring those photographers like if the photos aren't stunning photos um they're not your competition those people would never be hiring you absolutely and yeah anyways moving on Mm -hmm. um sorry to hear that that's it's really sad and um uh let that be a lesson to all of our listeners and ourselves that you know perhaps motivate your client yeah now i so i might I might turn it into sort of a horror story sort of thing when people like I might make like an an email template out of it. So if people email me and they're like, oh, we're thinking about family photos and then um, but I send them a price and then they're like, oh, like maybe like next year, maybe I'll, I'll make an email out of it that says something like, okay, like I totally understand that you're busy and that it can be a little bit difficult to get the money together. However, keep in mind that this sort of thing can happen. You never know when it's going to happen. You never know where you're going to be in three months. I think you should put it into more of a story and an offer of condolences. Yeah. Uh, Kind of like uh, um, today I learned or, you know, last month I learned that one of my clients, one of my close friends or one of my relatives who purchased a gift certificate um, and just tell it a story. Yes. Kind of offering condolences rather than uh, kind of a scare tactic where it's like, do your photos because if you don't, you'll die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I mean, life has an expiration date. We all mm-hmm. we all have a time and point where things are going to end for us. And uh, because life is finite, um, it actually helps me in my everyday life to make certain decisions um, that will help me enjoy life. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is to, to catalog and document what we're doing. I mean, that's why we have so many cute photos of Mia. And I try to in- insert myself in there as much as possible, even though I'm self-conscious and I hate my photos, I still try to insert myself as much as possible so that at least she has a memory if I got hit by a bus and, and, you know, I walk out of the door and boom, I'm done. Speaking of getting hit by a bus, when I was in London a couple weeks ago for ball and Mm -hmm. I was driving from my brothers to um, the Diamond, I had to stop at the bank and I used to always go to the same grocery store and I used to always go to the same bank. And I realized while I'm sitting there at the corner about to turn to go into the bank that that was the corner that we got hit by. A car. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Have we, have we told that story on? I don't, I don't think so. Podcast. We may have, but I don't think oh so. Oh my god, but... Petro and I were going to Honda to look at cars, and we were at mm-hmm. the corner at Honda, 
and suddenly my entire car moves. <laughs> <laughs> and I was we were... like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and Pre- Petra's like, you just got rear-ended. <laughs> so I and then we look behind yeah. us and there's nobody there. Yeah. I pulled over and they're gone. <laughs> and I was literally just sitting there like, what? Just... So Petro got out and like talked to a police officer who happened to be at the corner. And I just sat in the car like, what the F? Like, <laughs> of course, nobody that? saw anything. No, no one saw anything. Busy intersection, too. It's uh, It was commissioners in Warrencliffe in London. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were about to turn right onto Warrencliffe from commissioners. And we were excited because we were going to go look at cars for you. Yeah. Like, who the hell? <sighs> oh, yeah. If that was you, you suck. <laughs> if you're listening to this and that was you, God. I really hope that that repair cost a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> um, but funny enough, it actually knocked the wind out of me. Like you, yeah. you were fine. Um, it, I don't I, even think you were in pain or anything. No, I was just super confused. <laughs> it knocked the wind and I still have like shoulder problems oh, from geez. that. I should have gone and gotten like therapy or something. Like they ran into us pretty good. Yeah. And I think because I was, uh, closer kind of to the impact because mm-hmm. the car was sort of at an angle it might have oh, jolted yeah. me a funny way i don't know but yeah it was it was, it was funny to say the least my god so, did you do anything about it because i mean the damage wasn't tremendous no uh, your, bu- your like, bumper cover just had a few scratches yeah um and it's debatable whether that was even from that impact to, right. as well um but well we went and got we did the like police report yeah and then that was it i never heard about it again (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing so do you want to get into questions yeah absolutely i think that that's a good idea (laughs) okay so our first question is from mark and mark wants to know all about advertising basically he started out asking about um, how to run a facebook ad which is like a crazy convoluted um process mm-hmm. and topic he also asked about um third-party marketing and uh print advertising which is interesting because our studio just got an email about print advertising in some like bridal magazine and hmm. it's like eight hundred dollars and is anyone interested in doing this and my response was no like someone i think candor actually asked I wonder what the return on investment would be for this. And I was like, probably zero dollars is probably accurate. Um, So anyway, first of all, hi to Mark. Mark is listening from the States. That's cool. That is really cool. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know how Mark heard about the podcast. Do you know Mark or is like, did Mark just find this all on his own? It's the power of the interwebs. Yeah, we're going to have to ask him. Oh, by the way, everyone, our, our listens have jumped again from the last time we recorded, which was last week. We just talked (laughs) about this. So (laughs) without us doing a video Mm -hmm. uh, and actually doing a step-by-step thing, which there's already a bajillion of these on YouTube and Facebook ads actually has like a help Mm -hmm. Um, in the top right corner. You can click help and it's there's frequently asked questions and how to's and everything. And it's called Advertisers Help. So I got my ads account open right now. And uh, uh, it shows that I've spent $4,540.69 on ads. Oh, 
Yep. <clears throat> That's a Fantastic. Bit. <laughs> that is a bit. And I'll start off by saying that the first thing you do is create a Facebook ads account, which mm-hmm. it's actually within your personal account. Yeah. And, um, and they make it real easy. <laughs> they do. They do. So uh, basically where your name shows up in the Facebook, blue Facebook bar, there's a Facebook logo, there's a search, then it will say your name. So mine's Petro. Then I'll say home. There's a couple of people. Uh, it looks like silhouettes. They're either facing each other or if they're not facing each other, then the tall person behind is like looking really creepy. then there's of course the messenger and then the notification there's a question mark and then to the right of the question mark is a little arrow down and if you click on that that's where uh the ad manager kind of hides so um i can click on manage ads or i can click on create ads i mean obviously if you want to create an ad you click create an ad and it's pretty intuitive right because it it asks you what you want to do how you want to do it etc now I think this part is going to be fairly easy for anybody trying to create an ad. I think I'm, my opinion is Mark is saying or asking, how do I go about creating it to be effective? Like, what do I do? Yeah. So, right? and there's a couple of things I have to say about that. So when you go, when you go to your page, your page is going to make it super easy for you to create ads. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it super easy for you to pay Facebook. So they're going to ask you, I am noticing every time you post something to Facebook, it's going to ask you if you want to boost the post for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but boosted posts don't do anything. So unless you have a, I mean, they get more likes and engagement, but you have to be picky about which posts you're boosting. So if you're so, boosting a post, you want there to be a call to action in that. You yeah. want to be taking email addresses or sending them to a contact form or something. You don't just want to be boosting a photo of a whatever. And, and the, <clears throat> just the funny to get thing more is, likes. Yeah. You, so that's that's where uh, there's a big disconnect because you you really don't want to boost your post to get more likes. It has yeah. nothing really. It's just a waste. It's of not very effect, effective at all. Yep. And who cares about likes? So w- when you want to boost your post is understanding how Facebook works. So if a Facebook page, even though you may have 5000 followers or 5000 likes or 5000 fans, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, um, you'll be lucky if 150, 200 people see uh, any of your posts. Yep. And that has to do with the fact that uh, a typical user actually is a likes about, you know, 20, 30 different pages. Mm-hmm. And if every single post from every single page was to show up in their feed, it would just it would just be like a ticker tape. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's why you can follow a page and those mm-hmm. posts typically will show up first. But then it, Facebook will st- start to decide things for you using an algorithm that says, well, you know what? You're more engaged on this page. So we're going to show you sh- uh, posts from this page more often yeah. than the other page. Yeah. So, so when you- well, yeah, you'll notice that when you're getting likes on your page, it's probably from the same people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing about that is Facebook wants you to spend money. So they prioritize people who are boosting their posts, who are spending money, exactly. um, which is so aggravating. Mm-hmm. Um so well, aggravating. It annoys me very much. <laughs> Basically, you have to boost a post to get attention to it at all. 
um, which is not how I do things. So how I do things is I post content to Facebook for people who are on Facebook. So I post um, <clears throat> things that I can tag my clients in. So I post photos and I tag the people who are in the photo. And that's how I get engagement on it. Um, <clears throat> rather than just posting photos and then expecting to get likes yeah. from yeah, people so, who don't know them, you know? So basically, if you do have a, a relevant post that you feel that your audience will share with other people, you can <clears throat> boost the post to your own audience. So people who already like your page. That's yeah. the only time boosting a post is actually yeah. fairly effective. Or if you have, yeah, if you have like a download, mm -hmm. um, or something like that, then then boost it. But don't just boost a photo just to get more likes on it. I'll give you an example. Uh, well, actually, before I before I give you the example, I will I will also say that sometimes the boosting um, isn't even as effective as the key people sharing the post. Yes, because for sure. Quite uh, what happens is once the post gets shared, it will actually all of a sudden appear to more of your audience already. Yeah. So that's why, you know, you can start by uh, creating a post on your page and then sharing it yourself and then having your spouse or, you know, your partner or a friend sharing it for you as well. Mm -hmm. And that will create some traction and some and as soon as there is engagement on your page, funny enough, that post will actually automatically start showing up for uh, the rest of your audience. So that's the only time I would actually boost a post yeah. is if you have something relevant. And you know what? Try for five bucks. And, and yeah, just boost to your own audience. Now, yeah. you can even target within your own audience who you want to boost it to. And you can block people, leave them out, etc. But yeah. back and, and <clears throat> I don't boost posts. Instead, I use creative tags and hashtags. Mm -hmm. um, and and funny enough, um, I'll, I'll, I have two posts here in front of me. Uh, they're, they were done for Cotrack Ford Lincoln, which is... Um, Ford dealership that I uh, do a lot of uh, social media management for. Uh, so yeah, uh, newsflash for a lot of you who didn't know that. Uh, I think on some level, both you and I are involved in in doing this for other people. But yeah. uh, uh, I consult and advise and manage uh, social media partners, um, uh, social media accounts rather, uh, where some of them are from different industries, from varying industries. One, this mm -hmm. one happens to be a Ford Canada car dealership. So uh, there's a post here that basically says F-Series trucks are best-selling trucks, blah, blah, blah. And there's a picture. And the picture is showcasing a brand new truck. And I hashtags, uh, put hashtags of Ford Tough, get your Ford here, London, Ontario, and Kojak Ford Lincoln. Uh, this post didn't get any shares, and it reached uh, almost 200 people out of the 800 that like this particular page. Mm -hmm. um, another post um, is basically I, I created a, to look like an ad. It has some text in it. Uh, it's a dynamic photo of the truck, of the same truck. Um, and it says, get no extra charge winter safety package right on it. So same hashtags, which you know don't do too much in this case. And this post was shared five times. That's all it was. That's all it took. It was shared five times, and it says get get great rates, financing offers, and a no no extra charge winter safety package, which includes snow tires. And so this seems like an incentive for people to go into 
So, so forget what I wrote above the above the actual image. You know, I wrote exactly the same thing above the the image that I did in the previous ad, but this one, the photo itself had um, uh, like a call to action, right, mm-hmm. uh, and an incentive, and as a result, it did five shares. Now, this one reached three thousand people. Yeah. Without well, without spending any money. Yeah, it's the exact same thing with tagging. So when I tag my clients in their photos on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. then it shows up on their profile. And guess what? They are actively engaging with their family and friends on Facebook. So I'm Absolutely. getting free advertising when all of their family and friends are seeing their photos and going, oh, my God, how beautiful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> free advertising. Just posting, just posting stuff to your Facebook page does not work. You're right. So you um, have to you have to yeah. engage others and have them uh, engage back and share your content, and that will be a little bit more effective. So, like, I went from 200 views to I read from from a reach of 200 to a reach of 3,000. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's pretty impressive for uh, for a page that only has 800 likes, and that's how uh, that's what I show uh, to the people who cut me a check every week, yeah. uh, and I say, look. This is how we're getting the reach. You know, it, don't worry about the likes. It's all about who sees yeah. these things and who calls. Yeah. And we actually have a way to track. Um, there's there's different phone numbers for people to call in and there's di- there's different links for people to go on the website. And believe it or not, Facebook is actually flipping with Google back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, between Google and Facebook, that's who visits this dealership uh, and calls this dealership the most often, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. So yeah. And that's without spending money. Um, Um, so the other thing about ads is everyone says that Facebook ads are amazing because you can target mm -hmm. very specifically your audience. Um, and I don't want to go over this question for too much longer because we have a couple more that we want to get to, but there is something I do want to discuss about targeting your ads. So first of all, if you do want to get ridiculously targeted with your ads, um, you're going to want to get the power editor. It's a Chrome extension, um, which it just lets you get so much more detailed with um, creating your ads. Um, And we can go into things like statistically people respond most to bright and colorful images in Facebook where there's a human being and the human being is looking at the camera or at the person staring at the ad. Um, But here's something that I think that you should try if you're getting into Facebook ads. Um, don't get too targeted with your ads. Instead, maybe pick a gender, maybe pick an age range, and maybe pick a broad location. Um, But what Facebook is going to do is it's going to automatically target your ad to the demographics that are responding to it most because Facebook wants to get paid for every click on your ad. So the more clicks (laughs) that you are getting on your ad, the more money Facebook's making. So they're going to try and get more clicks on your ad. Um, and they automatically do the demographic part for you. So they'll start targeting your ad, uh, more specifically to certain groups. And what you should do with that is as people are converting and getting in contact with you and you're reviewing your ad analytics in Facebook, see who is responding to your ad. Um, and you might find that it is a market you weren't expecting, um, and you might find that it's a market that you do not want to work with. Um, so mm-hmm. there's Quite two possible, things here. Yeah. yeah, there's two things here. You either have to change your ad to 
appeal more to your target market, or you need to consider that you are targeting the wrong people on Facebook. It's possible that you're getting good leads from your Facebook ads, but from a market that you weren't expecting, and that's fine. That will just help you um, better formulate the content that you're posting to Facebook. Now, Mark asked this question, and then I believe he specified what kind of audience he's after. Am I right? Is he the one who specified corporate headshots? or? Yes. So yeah. Can- Kandra posted a response um, with an ad that she created. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but before you go there, I just want to say something. So about yes. about targeting. Uh, and I have amazing success targeting uh, wedding uh clients because I can target a geographical area. So, Mm -hmm. so this is where the Facebook ads are really, really good because I can target a geographical area. I can target a gender, which I go after female clients Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who usually make the decision in this situation. Traditionally, Mm -hmm. Uh, I target them uh, between the ages of 26 to 35. Um, I find that uh, there is a lot of clients who are younger, but, um, Typically they're, the ones I don't find that they're on Facebook though, right? Like they're on Instagram yeah. kind of thing. Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. yeah. So I find it's an older crowd on Facebook. I'm, I might mm-hmm. even raise it to 39, which is fine. Um, and then uh, I tar- target uh, people who have uh, education listed because yeah. I have a feeling that they're in a career and that's why they yes. may be getting married. You know, I getting married older, I was going to say. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming sure. a lot of these things. And I mean, sometimes I feel bad that I'm like, oh, this is so typical. But um, this is just the truth. The truth. This is how it actually is. So yeah. uh, from there. Well, go on. OK. <laughs> <laughs> from there, um, I target relationship status and mm-hmm. I target relationship status of engaged. I don't target relationship status as single yes. uh, or as married. Right. Yeah. So believe it or not, a friend of mine texted me. Uh, she goes. After she got engaged, she goes, I just switched my uh, relationship status to engage on Facebook. And the minute I did that, the minute I hit save, your ad popped up. <laughs> just like yeah. it was instant. And the reason for that is because I did. I do put uh, about $40 US per month behind the ads. And um, the... Uh, the target, my target group is super small. It's like 350 to 500 people. So yeah, Facebook wants to get paid. So they're going to seek out that target market and go, boom, I want it. Now, Mm -hmm. back to the corporate headshot thing, you have to think about who, now when I, when you say corporate headshots, (sighs) I'm literally thinking um, a creative director at a large company who answers to a marketing director, who answers to CEO, for example, um, who's in charge of hiring somebody to come into uh, the the company's head office and photograph like uh, two dozen CEOs or something. Mm -hmm. So how do you target that individual on Facebook? You simply cannot because you don't know who they are, right? So unfortunately, I think that creating a Facebook ad for like a corporate type headshot is almost impossible because, you know, you, you just, you, you can't narrow down. You can't really hone in on exactly who this person is. Yeah. So small business owners will be on Facebook for sure. Mm -hmm. And if that is your market, if your market is small business owners, then you can target people whose job 
or occupation description or title, whatever it is on Facebook is like owner or yeah. whatever. I would get a little um, bit more creative <clears throat> with this though. I would actually just target mm-hmm. people who need headshots. I would target actors. I would target. Um, yeah, you can for sure. Do you know what I mean? And and the reason I would do that is because I, I feel that the person who's seeking out, uh, and I'll tell you why actually, I'll tell you why I'm this is my philosophy, why I'm coming to this conclusion. When I started doing actor headshots, uh, because I had a couple of friends who acted in Toronto who had representation and they wanted to throw me a bone and they came down to London for headshots and I was saving them a hundred bucks. So to them, they hopped on the train, came for headshots, got wicked headshots, went back to Toronto after a night of fun and still saved money. Um, that, you know, they, they thought it was amazing, but I noticed that I started getting a lot more requests for headshots, period. And a lot of them were mm-hmm. corporate headshots. Um, I had a client where it took me about a year and four months or so to photograph all of their um, CEOs. And uh, uh, like there was, a, it was a large company of about 2,000 employees. And they only had about 150 senior executive officer people where they needed to have headshots on websites or actually headshots on business reports or proposals. So every time they wrote a proposal, they actually needed like a headshot for it. And it took me that long because I only did it once every two weeks, but I would travel down to Toronto. We would set up in their office and we would shoot all day long. We would maybe get 12 to 16 people shot. And then, you know, I'd pack up and go back and do it two weeks later again. But I got these jobs because I started shooting actor headshots. And actor headshots are actually a lot of fun because they're kind of like lifestyle, whatever. And they, they, I did okay. But the other, play, the other job paid the bills. It was amazing. And so I feel that Facebook may actually reward you in the same way if you actually targeted people who are actively seeking out headshots. Because by doing so... Um, people who need headshots, uh, i.e. small business owners and uh, corporate uh, places, they'll probably look for a photographer who does that kind of that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, I mean, use your own imagination and kind of fill in the gaps there. But so, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done talking. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so Kendra answered Mark um, with an ad that she created and she said she got five clients from it Mm -hmm. i think she posted it to her page and then she boosted it so if you guys want to check that out um it's on the facebook group um but candor also asked she said that she gets a lot of leads from facebook but they're not necessarily her um ideal client Mm -hmm. Um, so she mentioned they were a lot of them were shoot and burn yeah and they're people that love her work but you know, they're not going to spend that much money. Um, and she wants to know how to connect more with her target market. Um, and I only really have a couple things to say about that. So we've already discussed a little bit. Um, but first of all, make sure that you're posting the right stuff to Facebook for your target market and make sure you know who your target market is on Facebook because it might be slightly different than it is on Instagram or on Pinterest, as we have discussed in the past. Um, Don't be posting stuff to Facebook that's like not for your ideal client. Um, So I know that Kendra likes to shoot pet photography. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that Kendra has a hard time 
not advertising other stuff. Right. <laughs> so she does like her headshots and she does okay. her real estate stuff and she does her weddings, but her heart is with pet photography. And I keep telling her, Kendra, focus on your pet photography, mm -hmm. share your pet photography. You don't have to stop doing the other stuff, but put your pet photography front and center. So people know this is what you do. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> yes. Have you ever walked downtown London or downtown Owen Sound? I've never been, so I don't know what it's like. But you're walking downtown and you see this really cool uh, piece in a window or a really nice uh, scarf or a hat or dress, whatever, shoes. And then you mm -hmm. walk into the store. You walk in, you look at it, and somebody approaches you and says, you know, can I help you? And you're like, oh, I was just curious about the shoes in the window. And they're like, oh, those shoes, uh, they're, you know, they're a new arrival for uh, this year. They're uh, $399, and your heart sinks, and you're like, motherfucker, mm -hmm. I thought that I would be interested if they were half price. But I, yeah. And then you're like, oh, cool, cool, all right. Well, I just want to look around, and you kind of awkwardly mm -hmm. walk out. All right, so, Kendra, that's exactly what's happening to you. Um, yeah. you, you have nice stuff and you're attracting people. What's a store to do like that? They have two choices. They could put curtains up so that nobody can see their product and they can, mm -hmm. or they can close their door so nobody comes in. Okay. That's just part of the business. That's exactly what's going to happen to you. I've had, to this day, I have people calling me like once a week, uh, the, who want a passport photo. And I tell them if you want a passport photo, it's $50. <laughs> You, mm -hmm. you can come in when we're open and I'll do a password for, for you, but it'll be $50. Or you can go to um, Camera Canada or rather, what are they called? Forest City Image Center or yep. McKittrick. <clears throat> I actually recommend McKittrick's who are in the mall that the passport office is in, right? So it's super convenient. I'm like, you can go there, pay 20 bucks and they'll have it for you in an instant. Oh, okay, thanks. And, you know, I don't feel bad that I don't feel like my time was wasted. Um, I feel like I help them and hopefully they'll remember that. So when the need arises, they may call me back. But reality is a wedding client is a one-time client and hopefully, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> if, you know, if they, if all they want is a shoot and burn, they're, they're not your client. Right. So that, mm -hmm. that's just the, so you, you have, a, you have an option. You can become a salesperson. You can, um, tell them about the benefits of you, you can try. To, so what you're going to be selling is yourself. You can basically try mm -hmm. to convince them in the most sincere way possible why your business model is the right business model for them. Mm -hmm. Why shoot and burn isn't right. Your other option is to, you know, explore your, uh, your, your business opportunities. What if you're in an area that doesn't really respond well to the kind of photography that you're doing. And even if you don't want to do the shoot and burn, maybe you need to explore the opportunities there, you know, and, mm -hmm. and see how you can benefit from that. I'm not saying that, that you should change what you're doing or how you're doing it, but are you doing everything in order to, to get a client? And we've all seen the movie Pretty Woman, right? So, um, where is this going? <laughs> somebody walks into the shop. They get they get turned away because the the people are very snobby. Yeah. Now I'm not telling Kendra to become a, a hooker. <laughs> Explore the opportunities. Um, I'm saying, you know, it's it's the iconic uh, movie scene where she comes back and all of a sudden it's like just because she was ratty and it looked like she was there for uh, God knows what. 
they kicked her out of the store and she comes back and she says, you know, big mistake. Look at all the money I spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be surprised well, can, with, I'm going to like, I can, uh, what a, do you want to so, finish? Is it, I, <laughs> <what> a, <laughs> but yeah, you'll be surprised with how many people actually, Sophia, I think you have clients like that, but you'll be surprised yeah. with how many people come in and you kind of do this basic photo shoot for them. And then they're like, yeah, okay. We'd like to order, you know, $2,000 worth of prints. And, yeah. uh, you know, $10,000 worth of other stuff. Yeah. You know. So I have the client who, you know, <clears throat> has a lot of money and they spent $4,000 on their photos. And then I have the client that, you know, is a single mother and doesn't have a ton of money, but sees the value yes. in the prints. And so invests that money over time. Um, and part of that is a service thing. So first of all, they booked with me on a referral which is always like the best way to book a client it's a guarantee yeah oh yeah and then it it's like a year-long relationship getting their photos printed which is fine because they spend a thousand dollars over a year i am totally fine with that um (laughs) i am i i am being sincere (laughs) (laughs) but i think what Kandra needs to do and probably what a lot of other people need to do is <clears throat> make sure you know what target market is on Facebook. Um, and there are all sorts of target markets. So don't think that what I'm saying is you need to drop your prices or offer digital files to people mm-hmm. who find you on Facebook. You just need to figure out how to reach those people on Facebook. So the people that I want to book off of Facebook are not my friends. Right. They're not on my friends list. So me sharing my content to my page is not going to work. But me tagging my clients who spent $4,000 on photos, that will reach people that I want to work with. I also want to go back to your uh, story we opened with about the family losing the husband or the Mm -hmm. woman losing the husband, the family losing a father, perhaps, et cetera. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a story that you can uh, totally relate to a shoot and burn scenario, you know, Uh, because here's the thing. When people um, do the shoot and burn thing, 90% of the time, maybe even more, (laughs) they do not at all uh, print the photos, do anything with the photos. They just kind of sit on the hard drive, unedited, perhaps, you know, just out of the camera. They could even be blurry. Nobody knows. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times... Um, when I've done, sorry, I'm reaching over to plug my computer in, so I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to do it. I was going to say, what? Well, like, I can't see you now. And <laughs> I was so confident that my battery would last. Not so much. Real life, people, real life. Welcome to the double exposure show where you get exposed to double the fun. By the way, does everyone like that we don't edit this and we're constantly interrupting each other and coughing and <laughs> clearing our throats? You know what? I don't care. I, <laughs> hey, you should be lucky enough to, um, to, to be sort of immersed in the conversation with us. No <laughs> one does care. Okay, moving, moving on. on. I don't want this to be <laughs> overproduced. Thank you. So um, I've had clients reach out to me even when it wasn't shoot and burn and they're like, we lost the photos you gave us or yeah, you sent us a link and we had six months to download our photos, but we didn't. And like, yeah. <laughs> or I forgot my password. Yeah. Okay. It's been 18 months. What, where you didn't need the photos then. 
And because my business model <laughs> is slightly different than, than yours, right? I do provide digital files to some packages, yeah. et cetera. And this happens all the time to the point where I used to get frustrated and I'm like, oh my goodness, are you serious? And I'm just at the point where I don't want to burn a CD and I don't want to do a USB stick. I literally, we, we just do digital delivery. Like, yeah. So that's what happens when, when people don't get photos made, when they don't hire a professional photographer, um, they often lose the photos or do nothing with it. So this is an opportunity to educate your client. Now, I, I was just going to say, I have one more thing to say about that. And um, I said it. that is set expectations. So you need to be posting stuff on Facebook that makes it clear what you do. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a shoot and burn photo, be sharing images of albums and prints and stuff. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you, you can even attract clients who want that product who don't even know about that product. So I find quite often that sharing photos like that on Facebook and talking about them and engaging <clears throat> about them is a lot more effective than sharing a beautiful photo by itself. Because yeah. I'm sorry to say, but you can have quote unquote award-winning photographs and they won't appeal to everyone, yep. you know, but if you show, well, no one, no one cares about it. The only thing, the only people who care about award-winning photos <laughs> are other photographers. Right. <laughs> well, I find a lot of these photography clubs and a lot of the Facebook groups, uh, a lot of times they're just giant circle jerks. Like, uh, <laughs> I love this. This photo. is why I'm not in the, this is why I'm not in the PPO. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you me. are, that's fine. I mean, there are some branches that, that are actually yeah. extremely good. I know the Niagara branch was, was extremely good <clears throat> in the Ontario region because, uh, the people were great and there were a lot of young people. Other branches, like I've been to a few meetings and I just wanted to poke my eyes out. It's like, you guys are missing the point, you know, and a lot of them, you know what, Sophia, a lot of them actually were the people who were making fun of uh, the up and coming photographers. So somebody who would go Mm -hmm. into the industry and they would call them photographers like F-A-U-X. Yep. And I I remember talking to (coughs) a couple of individuals on two different occasions saying, are you kidding me? Like, where did you start? Like, how did you start? You didn't just wake up one day and decided to enter a competition and win a medal, you know? So you really need to open your mind sometimes. But I am like actively losing my voice as we talk. I think you want to cut it to two questions and take a break and uh, uh, come. Well, I was going to say, so we have two more questions, I guess. All right. Um, one important one, okay, let's... do you want to, um, do you want to end here and then pick up in the next episode? I think I'd like to do that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So All right. basically, uh, we want to know about, uh, your, uh, Facebook marketing, your, uh, mm-hmm. approach, your, your strategies, uh, basically how, how are you doing it? Uh, if you can share with us on the Double Exposure Show group, that'd be fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And remember, you can find uh, all the links in this episode uh, on the doubleexposure.show slash 60. <clears throat> and um, since Sophia is losing her voice, I'm going to just say thank you to Benjamin Edward for Aww. our artwork. <laughs> uh, ben Sound for our theme music. And uh, basically, I just want to thank you all for sharing this episode with your friends. Yeah, seriously, guys, because we jumped like another thousand 
downloads. Yeah, that's like, so like li- literally last week I checked and I texted Petra. I'm like, we're up like 2,000 downloads. <laughs> oh, and geez. then this week I checked. I was like, we're up another 1,000. <laughs> so you guys are awesome. Share with your friends. Um, Don't forget to give if, us a rating if, on iTunes. Five stars is appreciated. Yeah. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to say, if you guys do like if you're really loving the show and you do want to share it with people and you're like I don't know any photographer friends um I personally think that this content is useful for non-photographers as well so anyone who's in small business or um sells on Etsy or whatever if you have any of those friends feel feel free to share with them we're not like photographer elitists <laughs> the reason we talk about photography is because it's what we do and that's what we know yeah uh, but yeah. i mean we also happen to know and do a couple of other things so uh that's always nice now we did actually Case in point yeah i did marketing for an insurance company what weird yeah well and i do <laughs> marketing for uh, ford canada right so yeah yeah um <laughs> it's it's funny but uh people always people have asked me before they're like yeah, but you're a photographer. Like, mm-hmm. and so? the two are related. And, uh, you know, For sure. I can sit on the couch and watch a movie while I program Facebook uh, ads and uh, Facebook posts. Yeah. So I get to work from home and do a lot of things like that. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, I do want to mention that we did um, we did get another five-star rating, but no review. <gasps> Darn it, people. I know, right? So we're, we're up to 100. We want to thank you. Thank you, um, oh so mysterious creature of a person. <laughs> Mystery Raider. Mystery Raider. <laughs> that sounds yes. like it could be a football team. Mystery Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Leave us a review, guys, because we want we want to thank yeah. you on the show. So, um, yeah. um, so we're up to 105 stars. Uh, our goal is a thousand stars. So yep. five stars at a time, please, uh, please help us out. <laughs> Looking forward. It'll get us there faster. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, yeah, so basically we appreciate you doing all the work and uh, we'll see you next week. Until next time. Get to work.